Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just want to mention Dodgers won today 11-9 in Chicago. They go to San Francisco next for a big rivalry series. Uh, Guys are here now, Cappy and Sedano. What's the most expensive car you've ever driven? Ooh. Um, Did you ever drive a really fancy car? Yeah. When I was young and single, I drove a fancy Mercedes sports car at one point. And then I didn't ever need to spend that much money on a car ever again. But I leased it for a few years. Don't you get nervous driving? Like, I would never want to drive an expensive car. I like like a cheap car. My car is $25,000. This will sum up L.A. better than any story. One of my fraternity brothers, we get out of college. And George, this your story reminded me of this. He's trying to decide where he's going to live, but he's really only interested in picking up on girls. Right. So he decides to lease a super expensive convertible Mercedes. Right. It's a really nice car, and it mm-hmm. did help him get girls. But he lived in like a broom closet. Yeah, that's how. And I, oh, I, I, yeah. I said, and I said, so what? Do you, when you meet the girls, what? Where do you? Where do you bring them? He goes. I say, let's go to your place. Yeah, I'll yeah. drive you there in my convertible. His car payment was twice as expensive as his rent. Oh, nice. Right. Nice. God, so, that, but it worked. You are. Yeah, it, you it, are I know a lot of people like that in different like cities where you know you got to try to you know play the part. You know what I mean? And L.A. certainly play, is that. Kind Cappy, of what about you? You're a gigantic deal where you live there in Ensenada or wherever you are. Right. That's right. South of the border in Ensenada. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Where, where are you? Cap not... commutes from Mexico. En- yeah, aren't you? At, right. Aren't you at Ensalada Beach? That's right. And I've got the global entry. So I get in nice. really quickly and easily. Perfect. In and yeah. out, yeah. Right. No problems at all for me. So, yeah, so I drive from south of the border up to L.A. <laughs> it's not that bad, And really. what, what do you, what's the most expensive car you've ever driven? Now, the question is that I've ever driven or that I've ever That you've had. ever driven. Like you, somebody says, hey, oh, that I've ever driven like in I've a, got yeah, a like take, this for, take a this for a spin. Somebody loaned. Oh, I've been in, uh, I've been in like Maybox before, yeah. Have you really? Yeah. That's Maybox. I've only been in a Maybach. It's the most expensive car you can buy. It's made by Mercedes, but it's its its own brand. M-A-Y-B-A-C-H. When oh, I so lived, wait, the you hotel, in multiple? The, you, the hotel been... uh, Sonano, where yeah. the Lakers used to stay in New York, that was their house car. So, uh, so to your, okay, so this is the, this is one of the stories. So when I lived in Miami and, you know, it was in my, you know, all my life there, right? So, uh, but this was in my mid to late twenties. Uh, one of my like childhood friends, um, you know, boyfriend at the time, who's now her husband, um, it, he was really, really connected um, as like a manager for like a big club syndicate, like a a, a group of uh, of investors that owned a bunch of big time nightclubs in Miami. Right, okay? right. So he was like the manager of multiple of these clubs, and their house car was a Maybach. So wow. I would literally be like hang out with him for the night, and we'd be driven around in a Maybach all the time. Um, so yeah. And, and one time in Vegas, I had some friends who were, uh, high rollers, let's just call them. And they, uh, they drove me around in a Maybach too. So that is the most expensive car I've ever been in. 
Um, I I didn't actually get behind the wheel either time, but uh, but yeah. Kathy, First what about time you? I most ever ex- saw most expensive, most expensive car. I I a friend of mine picked me up the other day. He had a, a 1976 Oldsmobile Cutlass wow. that he'd put some nice tires on, and he'd kind of raised it up in the back, a little dual exhaust action. And um, it's kind of loud American the street car. The nicest car you've yeah. ever been in is an Oldsmobile. I'm not, I'm not bougie. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not no. talking about Maybach. I didn't even know what Maybach's meant. I used to drive a Lamborghini. In- Lindsay, you drove a Lamborghini wet in Cleveland? A Lambo? Yes. It was probably the only one in, like, northeast Ohio. My, well, besides the Browns players. My yeah. ex-boyfriend's dad, or stepdad, was loaded. And he always had, like, super fancy cars. When I lived, we all lived together, like, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I had, I drove their Cadillac, like, that was my car. But then his stepdad got a Lamborghini. It was a yellow one. Ooh, yellow Lambo. Ooh. Ooh. The first person Under I ever the saw drive a Maybach was Allen Iverson. Oh, I believe that, yeah. Yeah, when he was... Yeah. Uh, I mean, a Maybach, I mean, you can get one right now, an S-Class Maybach. Uh, I'm looking it up here on Mercedes' website at the moment. You know, only 185 grand starting oh. at 185. Uh, no big deal. That's a down payment on a house. Inflation. Yeah. 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 Well, earlier you were calculating if you bought a million-dollar house, you'd have to put down over $200,000. So yeah, that Maybach is almost enough, Mace. Yeah, it is. Almost, almost. enough. Almost. So, uh, do you watch the? Uh, what are your? What's your take on this Draymond Green podcast thing? That, now let's that, talk about. By that the way, some this is time. Cappy came let, up let, with this. Let's let's talk about that later. We got plenty of time. We're going to talk about that. Cappy's going to yeah, want to go on about so, that. Well, here, let's do this. Let's talk about this. So at three o'clock, yes, it's true. I said something to Lindsay because the question was, "Are you familiar with this stuff?" And I'll read to you what was said if you guys. Oh really uh, yeah, read the text. Read it, the text. That's you know, good. Because I really wanted to just make sure we had the sound for it. So I said, hey, Lindsay, have you seen Draymond from his hotel room last night saying he's still going to podcast? Because everybody's been ripping Draymond Green. All the former players are saying that he's lost concentration, he's lost focus, he's more into his podcast than he is into the series, etc. And Lindsay says, come on, Cap, do you think I've been hiding under a rock all day? No, I don't think you've been hiding under a rock all day. I'm setting up for, okay, good, let's make sure we have that, you know? And then... Eventually. Well, that's pretty basic. Like I would, I would be, I would have the same reaction as her. It's like literally water cooler talk today. Like people yeah. that I know that don't even like sports are texting me about that today. You know, that's interesting. You say that. I find it to be a great waste of time and energy to always be so snarky. Versus just saying yes or no. Why are you so defensive? Why are you anti snark? I love yeah, snark. No, snark is snark, funny. We live snark. on snark around here. You, but, by the way, wait a second. If we're gonna, you used to be the snarkiest mother bleeper I ever knew twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, you lived so on now, a why diet are you of so snark. Why are you such a tight ass? You know what's gonna happen to you? Let me tell you what's gonna happen to you, <laughs> oh, George Sedano. Let me go. tell you what's gonna happen, George. How many years have you lived in L.A.? I've lived in L.A. for seven years. Okay, I'll give you three more. Okay. In three more years, you're going to drop your whole East Coast Miami yell and scream at everybody thing. I think that's <laughs> no, what's going to happen. No, the difference <laughs> no, that's is I'm it's, Cuban, it's a, bro. We're not going to. Latino people don't do that, all right? Yeah. I, I ain't going to be someone I'm not. I give you three more years to calm okay. down. Okay. I give right. you three more Wait, years. Wait, you give me three more years to yeah. what? To calm down. You see, when I moved to Southern California 20 plus years ago, mm-hmm. I also was still super wound up. 
super East Coast, obnoxious, yelling at everybody all the time, the whole deal. Snarky at every turn. Okay, then go do the show with someone else if you so, don't like it. So No, no, so hold on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, listen, it's okay. listen to this guy. Listen, relax, will you? I don't Calm think down. relaxing is in Sedano's wheelhouse. I'm well, telling I mean, you, I'm just saying, like, you can't, you don't, you, do you not want to screw around and have fun, or do you want yeah. to just be defensive about it? I'm choosing today to be defensive about it. Okay. Well, then now I know where we're st- with the starting that's point. Soft, Cappy. Yeah. Is that soft, Cappy. Thank you, that's, that's, no, that's, I'm with, that's like I'm with Clay Cap. Thompson. That's like, you know, Clay. Oh, like, I'm, glad, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I had a different. I love Clay, but I thought he was wrong, guys, to bring up the fact that the, the drunken fans in Boston went over the line. So, Dono, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see if you agree with me on this. I think winning on the road in Boston is one of the funnest things you can do in the NBA. I was trying to explain to Mace that the games back there start after 9 o'clock if they make it to the finals. So last night they tipped at 9.15 in Boston. They're sauced up. There is a bar every 10 feet outside that arena. It's on on our street bars. And there is a train station, guys, directly connected to the garden. It's a train stop in Boston. So no one's driving yep. to the game. The garden. They're taking, they're taking the train. Then they're going to the bars. Then yep. they're getting hammered. Yep. And George Kobe used to say that it, it, there was nothing like winning on the road in Boston. Every fan was telling you to F off. They were screaming at you from the time you walked into the building. And I thought the Warriors complaining about that, complaining that the fans were being too vulgar and they were too drunk, was a mistake because I think it's just going to turn up the heat. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about a mistake. I don't think they – I mean, look, they've been in pretty vicious – it's not like Cleveland, no offense, Lindsay, is like the nicest place to play. I, I remember – But it's not like one, Boston. Well, I don't know. It depends on what you're ratcheting up there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I was there for one of the most vile uh, you know, crowds I've ever no, seen. Was that like a LeBron game? The LeBron first game back yeah. was literally the seventh level of hell, okay? <laughs> um, so, I, I, I mean – as as nasty as Boston has been in the past, and I've seen plenty of that, uh, I you know, it, I, I don't think that the Warriors have seen stuff that's not the, equally as bad. Like I don't think these arenas are like the '80s or '90s anymore. Yeah, it's it's just really. I've been, I've covered two finals in Boston, and granted, they were ten years ago, ten and twelve years ago. But um, there was nothing. I I I genuinely, my heart would start racing when these games tipped off because they were so fun. The fans were so obnoxious and so into it. And I thought if the Lakers can shut them up by winning this game, it'll be one of the great wins of their life. Because I would say you could go to Philly or New York, and it's equally as obnoxious. Yeah. But wait a second. But wait a second. Are we saying that? Because here's where this started. I think that Clay last night in the post game press conference, with this whole thing about oh they're dropping f bombs with children in the stands, like that would never happen anywhere. You know, in San Francisco, in Northern California, nobody would ever curse in front of a child at a ball game. I just think that's feeding the beast. See, I was at Dodger Stadium when uh, the Astros came back for the first time, and the entire stadium, well, at least my section, chanted F. Altuve every time he came out. Death to Altuve? F. Altuve. Oh, F- death not to death. Altuve. Oh, not Jeez. death to Altuve. It's not that super, rough. Super what violent. the hell? Death <laughs> to Altuve. <laughs> a little extreme, don't you think? I mean, Mace? even Ireland can't defend that one. Yeah. I mean, Mace, that's a little extreme to be yeah, yelling. No. F. You know. Altuve. Oh, F. F. Altuve. Yeah, just like F. Draymond. F. Altuve. Oh, F. Draymond. You know, that? that's another whole story. You know, that his wife is so upset. Oh, how dare they say such terrible things. 
these people here in Boston. How dare they? I can't stand I, 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 know, I will say, George, that if yeah, they better win Friday. The Warriors better win Friday because they have Oh, the, no, if they go down 3-1, it's, they're it's not a better team. Right. That's what I, I mean, think, it's too. It's fairly obvious now. And and I think that, you know, they may have one more, like, late Muhammad Ali, late in his career, um, you know, come out of nowhere punch that they can win this game on Friday. But if not, I mean, even if the, I pick the Warriors in seven, I'm off it now. I think the Celtics are way better. I think I don't want Boston to win, but I think they're going to. And I think the Warriors are going to have to pull a rabbit out of their hat, even if they win on Friday. Well, I, I think what the Warriors need is for Draymond to play like Draymond. Uh, and the and, one and have more points that, than won. fouls. Yeah, the, the the game he controlled when he controlled the game, which he can do on offense without having to shoot. Uh, by the way, as long as he takes care of the ball, gets people where they need to be, he's actually their best point guard, and nobody talks about that enough. And defensively, when he's in everyone's head, he's the one not gambling and making mistakes on defense, which he made a ton of yesterday. Then they're in good shape. Hey, because you, they can't afford mistakes against this team. You guys were talking. I was driving home yesterday, listening to you guys, and you were talking about something, George. That I did until you brought it up. I didn't think it was intentional, and now you got me thinking that it was. Mace, did you see this story that the rim on the um, end of the Warriors, the basket they were shooting on, was set up two inches too high? It was ten feet. Yes, two inches. I did. They're conspiracy. And Sedan, conspiracy. Sedano said on his show. That George, you feel like this not only was intentional, but no even predictable. Oh, no question. I'll tell you this: I talked to people in the Warriors organization last night, and they were pissed. I would okay, be too about that. They lost twenty minutes of warm up time before the game. Right and, before and, the and game. And by the way, okay. had a terrible first quarter. And and exactly what happened was they were cold to start the game. Um, and, and, you know, and so if you're thinking, well, what's the big deal? They adjusted it and made it 10 feet. Yeah, they did. But in the time it took them to adjust the rim, that's the 20 minutes George is talking about that. They it cost them 20 minutes of warm up time. Cause some, some of those warrior guys, including Steph shoot like an hour and a half before the game, they're out there early shooting and, and trying to get adjusted to the building. So yeah, that's I thought that was gamesmanship. weird. Yeah. That, that's called, we're going to do everything we can while we're no, at that's- home. Sorry, you should dump that. That's right, crap. Right. You think so? okay. Sedano, you're out of twice. control. I know, Sedano. This is twice now. I like no, it. And now it's fun. Fiery like Sedano. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it what it is, it's, it's bleepery, okay? That's, that, I, if I were Adam Silver, I would fine them a million dollars. You come on, man! Like this is not something that they're not known for, okay? Right, like, and it's, it, it opens a can of worms. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago when somebody was complaining at uh, the Mets or at Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. and they were complaining that the video room smelled rat like rat urine. Yes, and I said, "Well, they're uh, Cap, Cap. You'll appreciate this. How do they I'll know say what rat urine because they're like? from New York City, and they would know exactly what rat urine <laughs> smells like." But and, and we got into a conversation about. Should you? How much accommodation should you give the visiting team? And I made the point that you can mess with them. You can put them in a lousy video room that smells like rat urine, or you can make the rim two inches too high. But if you do that, you absolutely open the door. They're going to do it back to you. And that's why, George, your point is a good one, that the league should get involved. And find them, if you want to find a million, find, do whatever. But make sure you say, hey, Knock this off because now if I work for the Warriors and nothing happened to the Celtics, I'd be pissed. I'm turning off the air conditioning in their locker room when they get back. Well, to oh, San by Francisco. the way, they were also complaining yesterday about the temperature in the locker. Were they? Room. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, honestly that that's bushly. Well, this is all in in Pat Riley's book when he was the coach of the Lakers. Yeah. Pat says that the Red Auerbach used to pull this crap all the time. All the time. 
That's why I'm calling it gamesmanship. Right, but do you want it, Gap? Do you want to allow it? I think it? it's cheating. Oh, no, it, it's, it's listen, you use the phrase Bush League. That was yours, too, yesterday, George. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. It's like it's so a just minor like win legit. League. Just go win legit. Yeah, no, instead of just setting things up the way they're supposed to be set up and letting the two teams come out and do their thing, they may today be celebrating, look, we got them. It, 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 this is a multi-billion dollar business. This is not to be run like it's like your weekend pony league. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, come yeah. On. Heat's too high. The basket's I mean, too high. Freak out of here with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Cap will have more breaking news as we go oh, through the day. Oh, he'll be breaking oh, news. You know what he'll be breaking? breaking lots. News. You know what he'll be breaking? The Dodgers won today. Dodgers won. Wait a second. Don't tell everybody that, George. I'm about to tell everybody that. Hey, by the way, Cap, before we go, do you have a slump buster for the Angels? What should they do to snap their 14-game losing streak? Okay, come on. Really? You're going to ask me that, and you know that I just blurt things out without even thinking yeah, about it? Well, Mark, actually... Mark Grace, the great old Cubs first baseman, said you've got to go out and find the most unattractive person and hook up with them, then you'll get out of a slump. Boy, that is a really, really politically correct way of putting what he really said. <laughs> yes. Well, I can't. It's 2022. I can't, yeah. I can't really go much further than that, can yeah. I? Right. But by you asking me that, it's almost like a setup. Like it's I'm a gonna trick. Like I'm going to blur it out. Right. Like exactly. Let's get Cap fired. Yeah, right. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I have no uh, wish that you get fired yeah. or reprimanded in any way. I don't either because I've got to rush to my car right now and turn this show on. Cappy breaking news. I'm going to turn on just see if Sedano cusses again and they have to dump him. <laughs> Sedano. Cannot control his language anymore. God bless him. That's very interesting. Hey, we're back tomorrow at 1. Sedano and Cappy coming up next for you, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah, come on. Bum-bum-bum. ding da doom No singing today. Because you're a jack face. Bing, bum Do, da-da-da, Wait a second. What's going on here? You're starting no out No singing calling? today. I'm you, in, I'm you, in protest because you're a jackface. Protesting singing? Because you're a jackface. You're protesting playing the bass guitar. Yep, 100%. Because I'm a jackface. Yep. I don't even know what a jackface is. Uh, you know, you, you trust me. I'm, I'm trying not to curse. Just just do, you know. Oh, a bleep get, face. A bleep Get creative face. in your head. Yeah. A bleep. I'll have to Google it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please don't make him curse. Oh I've God. dumped enough. Come on, Georgie. Why are you cursing? I'm just saying. Well, I'm cursing because I always curse. But I feel like it just also scares Laura. Yeah, kind of freaks her out a little bit. Makes make sure she's on her toes, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, I think, you know, you get passionate about this whole thing in Boston, you know, and what I call gamesmanship, you call Bush League BS. Bleepery. It can be both at the same time. 
But I do think that somebody today is in the Boston Celtics offices, and they are celebrating that what they did contributed potentially to their oh, win. I, I don't think there's any question that's the case. I'm not – no no chance that, I, that anyone would deny that, uh, or at least, you know, us here. But mission accomplished if you're them – but if I'm the league, you have to stop that at some point. Because I'm telling you, I talked to people in the Warriors organization, and their reaction was, this is exactly the type of crap, for lack of a better phrase, that you come to expect here. And this is the NBA Finals. It shouldn't happen. I have a question. Why is it that the league isn't like having inspectors look at all of the equipment? Well, my it- guess is they do. But then someone somehow changed it for two more to two more inches is my guess. I mean, wouldn't you think that the NBA would be on the highest of alert for the two most important things there are in the game, the goals on each end? And like two hours before the game, the independent arbitrator comes in. I'm just making this up. But I'm well, just I bet you from would... now, now on they will. Well, yeah, I mean, I would think that's the way it would go. Well, they right? try to do it on the honor system is my guess. They do, they do check them before every game, but... You know, I don't know the exact timing of that situation when they do that. That's very um, funny that they use the honor system when you and John Ireland over the last two days have quoted Pat Riley's book where Pat aired them out for all of their tricks. And 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 if everybody knows it to be true, which, again, that's why I don't think anybody was necessarily shocked yesterday, where's the league to prevent this rather than have to fix it? That That's exactly my point. Well, that, that's it. That's what I would say. If I had a chance to talk to Adam Silver today, which I don't, I would say, Adam, wh- wh- why does this keep happening here? Like, what, what is the issue here? Like, it doesn't happen in New York or L.A. or Philadelphia or, you know, whatever, anywhere. It happens here all the time. Why here? I think he's going to blame Bill Belichick. I really do. I think he is. I think that it's in Boston. It's close by. It's deflate gate. It's Spygate. Yeah, but it's they were doing this way before Bill Belichick was even born. I'm just looking for a scapegoat. That's all. I'm just looking for somebody to you know, kind of pass the Bill buck Belichick through. may have uh, may not even have been conceived by the time they were doing this stuff. All right. Well, I'm just coming up with answers. That's all. Just yeah. looking for some answers. Yeah. So in the meantime, it is yeah. true, George. You brought yes. this up during the Super Crosstalk. Right. That I did send Lindsay a text at yeah. 3 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. Just ensuring that we were all on the same page, that this mm-hmm. Draymond Green podcasting, because yesterday you brought up how much you loved his reaction to the players who said he couldn't play in the 80s because we punch him in his face if he pulled that crap in the 80s, right? Right. Those same old guys, the guys yeah. who were playing in the 80s. Isaiah Thomas was uh, the, the lead of this, uh, in the front of this line yesterday. Primary amongst them, Isaiah. Yeah. Zeke goes out and says... Based on the way he scored and rebounded and all his line in the box score, this dude has lost complete concentration on the finals. His whole thing is, I'm about podcasting. Apparently, I'm not about playing anymore. Okay. Now, let me say this. There are two things that can be true here. He himself admitted he had a bad game, that he didn't get in a good rhythm, and that he did not have the proper focus um, during the game because he could not get into the right rhythm. So Isaiah Thomas, in that regard, is right. But the podcast being the culprit here is such utter stupidity, is what I would say. Because let me ask you a question. You know, you were doing sports 
radio in the 90s, right? I Do you was. remember what Michael Jordan was doing in the Eastern Conference Finals when he was playing the Knicks? I mean, I feel like there's a whole storyline about him leaving New York and going to Atlantic City that night. Right, right. And by the way, he probably wasn't alone, is my guess. Okay? So, but meanwhile, in that documentary, we saw Michael Jordan came back from said instance in Atlantic City and went on national television before the game with Ahmad Rashad, still in sunglasses, okay? Could you, like, looking like Weekend at Bernie's, okay? (laughs) Like, could you imagine... In 2022, okay, let's just say, for example, that Steph Curry or Draymond just decide. Forget about like going to Atlantic City. They just went to one of the uh, what's that uh, popular uh, Indian reservation casino in Connecticut, like a few mi- few miles away from uh, Boston. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, gosh, I don't know. Fox whatever Woods, that place, something Woods, something. Yeah, well, yeah, Fox Woods or whatever. Right. Let's say they went there. I don't know, something like and, that. And showed up, and Malika Andrews, okay, or Mike Greenberg, or whoever, was interviewing them, and they had sunglasses still on. What do you think the reaction today would be to that? Oh, dude, Twitter would blow up. I mean, go crazy. Of course, we all we all get that. So what are you getting at, though, here? So my, that- my, okay, but let me add this. For, forget about the 90s. Let's go back less than a decade, okay? And I'm not going to name names, but over the last, I don't know, 15 to 20 years, I've covered a lot of playoff series, okay? Both for ESPN and not for ESPN. And within the last decade, I've covered many for ESPN. And do you know how many times I've gotten up to go, like, up, get up early for, like, a workout or something? And, like, early, early, like, before the sun comes up, right? Because I just couldn't sleep. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go to the gym. And when I'm going to the gym, I've seen said players who I won't name. You know, like, every time you say that, when you say you won't name them, you know I want you to name them. No, and I'm not going to do it. I've you know, seen everybody players. Listening and wants these, to name these them. are just random series that I've covered over the years, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen players, coaches even, <laughs> like stumble back into the hotel late as hell, okay, before a game. So... But they're grown-ass adults, so of course they should be able to do that. As long as they can perform, who cares? And by the way, 99% of them performed just fine, okay? So what I would tell you is, if that, which is, like, I'm not breaking news here, athletes go out at night, like, what am I, I mean, really? We can go back to Joe DiMaggio, you know what I mean? Like, and tell you those stories from the 50s. So, like, I'm not breaking news here that athletes do stuff. So you're telling me that that is more okay than Draymond's done a podcast? Like, how utterly ridiculous is that? Well, I'll just say this. I know it sounds like an old guy. You know, it sounds like, oh, my God, he's doing this podcast. That's why he's not playing well. That's why he's only got two points. This guy could score more points and get more rebounds. Anytime he puts on his shoes, he's clearly not concentrating. And what I love about Draymond is he goes back to his hotel room. He's sitting there, and he's just telling everybody, I don't care what you think. I'm doing well, whatever I want. Well, we can hear from himself if you want. Yeah, you know, totally. I'm paraphrasing at this point. Yeah, Let, Let's hear him. All right, let's do it. Go ahead, Laura. Uh, Draymond's focused on podcasting, blah, blah, blah. Listen, y'all going to get this podcast, like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. I'm going to leave the arena. 
I'm going to return to this hotel room. I'm going to return to my home when we're back in San Francisco, and I'm going to film this podcast. It will then be uploaded by Jackson. It will be edited by Jackson and uploaded by Jackson, and then you will turn this podcast on and you will listen. <laughs> and it's not right. just that. You're going to get this podcast. I, it baffles me. It's so funny when I when I hear people like, oh, you shouldn't be podcast. So what should I be doing when I get yeah. to my room? Yeah, what should I do? Like, should I go to sleep? Yeah. Should I watch the film of the game? Because I'm going to yeah. do that anyway. Mm-hmm. So what should I be doing when I get to my room? I I want to know the 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 real answer from people that say Draymond shouldn't be podcasting. So I I hear all the noise about the podcast. It's not going anywhere. You're going to get this podcast. <laughs> if you don't want to listen, don't. But you're going to get this podcast and if you want to talk about it, great. All right. So I love how he thinks that the whole world is listening and the whole world is watching. I'm going to do this podcast, and you're going to listen to it. You know who you are. You know you can't get enough of me. You know you want to know what happens after the game, and I get back to my hotel room before I start breaking down film. This is what's happening. I'm giving you all access here, and you're going to watch. You're going to listen. He cracks me up. And let me tell you something, George. Um, I don't think his podcast is why he didn't perform. Um, but I love all the drama. I love the old guys versus the young guys and the young guys firing back. I think it's all great entertainment. In fact, maybe more entertaining than the game. Uh, I, I mean, it might be. Um, but what I, again, like to me, it's like these old, like Isaiah Thomas, man. I respect Isaiah Thomas. Not every, you know, I, there are a lot of people who have a lot of different opinions about Isaiah Thomas. I do not have any, I have never had a bad encounter with Isaiah Thomas. Um, so I, I can't say anything negative about my encounters with him. I mean, he's always been really, in the few times I've ever spoken to him, very nice to deal with, okay? But I would respond to Isaiah Thomas, hey, man, you play with Dennis Rodman. Like, are we serious about this? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Dennis Rodman was probably doing a lot of crazy bleep, okay, during those playoff series. And my guess is that podcasting in his hotel room or in his house, is probably a lot more productive than whatever Dennis Rodman was doing back then. You know the old guy would say this, though. He'd say, yeah, but that was the way Dennis like blew off his steam. That was the way Dennis kind of cleared okay. his head. Yeah. So that you know, he never really lost focus. But I think this podcasting thing is, is what's causing a, a loss uh, of okay, focus. Okay, so yeah. this isn't the way D- Draymond blows off steam? Yeah, I'm just telling you what these guys are going to say. That's I, I get what they're going to say. Listen, but, I think it's amazing access. Again, who? How come? How come everybody doesn't do this? Hey, LeBron, can you do this too? Like LeBron, when you get done with a game, can you go back to your room and just sit down and record your thoughts and let us just kind of see you for 15, 20 minutes? This is great access. I love it. Let's go to Mike and Ventura real quick because we have to break in a moment. Hello, Yo. hello, Mike. Oh, hi guys. Yeah, I. You know, I love what Draymond said. I think I heard him today talking about. He wanted the people to call in and give him better ideas what to do in the hotel room rather than do the podcast. In other words, what what should he be doing? He's sitting there in the room, having doing something that's clean, uh, fun, and, and he wants people to call in. And I love that idea. Getting that you know 
see what they want him to do. I love that thought. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, thanks for the call, Mike. It, it really is silly to me, though. Like, I, I think I would enjoy. I think he's the right personality to handle all this, and I honestly think he's going to have an incredible game four. The problem, you, you know, what the problem is with Draymond at this stage? Tell me. I'll tell you on the other side. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You don't know. You don't know uh, what it's like to be uh, Draymond. Uh, uh. You just on, said, though, me. right before the break, you said you're going to tell me what Draymond's problem is. What's his problem? Let me jam the TI here real quick. Because you don't know. I'm going to tell you about Draymond. Because yeah, you don't know. Okay, tell me. Tell me what you know that I don't know. You're in the league. I'm out of the league. The reality, the problem with Draymond right now is that he is just aging. <laughs> That's what's happening. He's aging before our eyes. He's 32 years old. Um, he has played a lot of minutes as an undersized center in the NBA and he's playing against a younger, more athletic team. And you're seeing the age kind of creep in where he's not able to be as consistent night in and night out um, against this particular brand of basketball that he's facing. Well, if what you're saying is right, that he's aging before our eyes, you and I have talked a lot about how, as we've gotten older, we've become more emotional creatures. Would you agree with that? Sure. Man, oh, man, Draymond Green has built himself into a character in the NBA. Steph Curry is lovable. Klay Thompson is inspirational. And Draymond Green has presented himself as the attitude guy. He's kind of, he's kind of a heel, like if it were wrestling. You know, he's a heel, and uh, the bad guy. And Steph's the good guy. He's the baby face. So Draymond has created this persona. And so when fans get unruly, and by unruly I mean yelling F Draymond, F Draymond, and they're chanting it like that, and then your wife goes on social media like, what a bunch of creeps, what a bunch of jerks. I had my children at this game. They had to hear the F word. It's like, guys, he built this persona, and that's why they scream at him because he's that character. And now you're on social media complaining about that? Like, 
dude, you got you to gotta give and take. You got to dish it out, and you got to be able to take it, too. So I love Draymond and this character, and I love all the access and the podcasting so the firing back. who do you have an back. issue with? Do you, you have an issue with Clay saying that, or you have an issue with Draymond saying that? I have an issue with Draymond's wife saying that she had such a problem with the F word that her children's ears couldn't handle it. She knows who her husband is and the character that he's become, and he's the villain. That's why the Boston fans are on him. Um, listen, man, uh, I, I think that that it's it's these things are going to continue to happen. Um, I, and I understand she, but she's not the one playing the villain here. You know what I mean? So she's allowed to emote the way she wants to emote. She can. All I'm saying is, is that he's that guy. You're saying you're not sympathetic towards a mother sitting there with her five-year-old. I'm kid. not sympathetic towards the whole situation. I'm just entertained by it all. And so, listen, when an entire crowd goes, hey, ref, you suck. Ref, you suck. Ref, you suck. Like, does the ref's wife go on social media and go, that's my husband. He's a real person. My children had to hear you say those terrible things well, about my husband. why do you got to be a jerk about it? Like, why do you got to do that jerk. voice? I just think, like, I don't understand. Because like, I'm crying. That's, like, my thing. I'm like, I'm yeah, crying. That, you know, that, that's like, being you know. jerky. Is like, it really? Yeah. I mean, listen, all I'm saying is. Let me ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. If Mrs. Kaplan. Yeah. Your mom. Oh, okay. Okay. Was standing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say you you uh you know you had missed like four field goals in a row or something. Now wait a second. Let's not get personal here, George. Is that that's a that's a straight up personal shot right there about missing four field goals in one game. Come on. Let's say you did. Well, it and by the time you came out there, all of a sudden the pit crowd would be like, "Oh, this guy again," and you know, chanting nastiness at you. How do you think uh, mom would have reacted to that? Oh, mom would not have been happy. Not okay, would, well, would that's not all I'm happy. saying. That's what that's what Draymond's wife, Hazel, is reacting to. Well, what I would say to my mom is, I'd say, hey, ma, you got to understand, I sucked. Like, I was terrible. And so... I, reason- I get it, but the, I, I'm not... Draymond has actually said that. Like, he actually... His response to it was, I'm actually happy that he, as in the child, saw that uh, in regards to the chance from the Boston crowd. Because it just teaches him that that's, that's what life really is. Like, let's not sugarcoat this thing. So both things can be true at the same time, Cap, is what I'm saying. I, all I'm saying is, is I like Draymond Green. I like the character that he is. I like the, the media personality that he's become. And you got to take the good with the bad, you know? Uh, agreed. And he has said that. But she can have her own feelings about it. I know. Well, I just want her to, like thicken up the skin a little bit you know like it's it's like west brick it's like oh i'm so hurt my feelings are so hurt my children had to hear them call me west brick. like everybody just grow a little bit thicker skin yeah. you're a professional e- you're making a lot of money done when you're not the one being chanted those things that um i don't know george i feel like um i feel like i got a pretty thick skin I like to call it rhino skin. You know, I don't rhino. really know if it is rhino skin. Mm-hmm. Really thick. I mean, you got to really cut it deep. Yeah. Deep cut. Feel me? No, I don't want to feel you at all actually. <laughs> or your rhino skin for that matter. Let's go to Scott in Los Angeles. Scott, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? What's hey. going on, dude? Well, uh I grew up in Chicago. And I'll tell you, when Michael Jordan uh, did that gambling thing, nobody cared. Why? Because he's Michael Jordan. The problem, I'll tell you, the one problem with Draymond Green is is his name is Draymond Green. He's not Steph Curry. He's not LeBron. He's not any of those guys. 
And look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, it doesn't matter how many wrong things he does, how many women he's with or whatever, cars he crashes, people love him. They'll turn on the tube right away. And that's the biggest problem with Draymond is he's Draymond Green. He's never going to be Steph Curry or any of those guys. Right, but he's embraced the bad guy character. Right, he's okay with that. Like He's totally fine. Yeah. He knows he's not those guys. And he's like Robin was. Whenever Robin would get caught doing something, like, what is he doing? But if Michael Jordan did, they'd be like, oh, we'll give him a pass. Uh, Rodman got plenty of passes, too, is my point. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make. I mean, I mean the- we literally just saw a documentary, and thanks for the call, Scott, where, like, Michael Jordan had to go to a room, and Carmen Electra hid in a closet or something like that. <laughs> when he was trying to pull Dennis Rodman out of, right. a, out of a Vegas hotel room, like, yo, we got to play. Uh, hello, I'm here. I personally came here to get you to bring you back. I mean... That's way different, okay? Michael Jordan flew to Las Vegas to go get to go get Dennis Rodman out of a room where Carmen Electra hid, okay? Hid from Michael Jordan like a child. Like my if God. like dad was coming and all of a sudden like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. You know, like we're talking about a podcast. A Man, podcast. We, we talked about a podcast. Not a game. <laughs> not a game. A podcast. Man, I'm supposed to be the franchise player. We all up in here talking about a podcast. Pedro in Inglewood. Pedro. A couple quick points. Uh, as far as the podcast and him recording it, I don't mind. But if you have to ask me my honest opinion of what he should be doing, I don't know any anything that would make him better offensively, practicing three-pointers, layups. Anything I mean, that in his hotel room? <laughs> no, stay stay on the court. Get some gym time somewhere. You're I mean, an NBA come on, player. man. That, 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 I mean, these guys I'm practice a lot. Okay, hold on. Tell him, Pedro. Let me get to my, let me get to my second point. As far <laughs> as him and complaining about getting the FU Draymond chance, how about you show some class when you play and then you'll get some class back? I couldn't agree with more with Kaplan. If, if you're going to play and be the villain, this is what you expect. So, like, well, but I don't think he adult. cares about it. She should know better. She should know better. And you, you can't act like the Warriors fans don't say stuff to the players. There's videos everywhere of them cursing out players. So I, I don't know where they're going with the whole fan theory. And, Listen, and Pedro, Pedro, have you, get, have you been to a game in Boston Garden? No. But okay. I've been to games. I've, I've heard, I've heard no, no. They, you, they, I, I if was, you haven't been there, you don't, know what, you don't know what it's like. Like, you don't know what it's like. I'll say this. I've been to a, a Staples Center playoff game with Kobe against Utah. I'm not a Laker fan. I'm just there to watch the game and have a good time. And I've I've heard things said to me that I, I, yeah. listen. You can so go to I, I don't any know how game. Much bigger can get than that. Pedro, you can yeah, go to so, an, an, any game. I'm with you on that. You can go to any game in here. Yeah, that. yeah. So but there like, are Draymond, there, take, take it easy. They're, they're level. <laughs> you're, you're not you're not special. You're not there, special. What I'm saying to you is there are levels to this, and and the Staples crowd. And thank you for the call. Is <laughs> Draymond way easy. more classy. Take it easy, Draymond. Than some of these other crowds, okay? <laughs> Way to go, like, Pedro. I wonder if the, he's a Clipper fan. The Staples crowd, okay, will – like, I've seen guys come through here, like when Dirk was retiring and Dwayne Wade was retiring their last times through here. Like, they got tremendous ovations from the Staples crowd the entire night. Not just once, like, you know, they've done in, in, in some of these other plays. Like, the entire night, like, the crowd is there. Yeah, they want the Lakers to win, but they are there because they want to honor that person, too. You don't get that everywhere, okay? Let me tell you something about Staples Center. Like, I, I've been to every arena pretty much in the NBA at this point, and there, there are very few places that you get that kind of um, classiness to a crowd. 
And it ain't happening like that in Boston very regularly is what I'm saying. So let me go to Larry in Temecula. Larry. Hi, how you doing? Hello. What's up, Larry? So this, yeah, hi, how you doing? What's up, man? So this whole Draymond Green thing, you know, I, I'm just looking at this, and maybe I'm too old school here, but Draymond's getting torched out on the court. His team's playing for a world championship, and his whole attitude is it's almost arrogant. Um, he was quoted with just his whole attitude. Oh, I'm going back to the hotel tonight, and I'm doing my podcast. I don't really care what anybody thinks. Well, this Draymond, let Draymond be Draymond thing, he's letting his teammates down. Maybe he needs to go back to the hotel room and look at some tape and figure out how he can Mike, help you know, he doesn't do that. win right. a world championship. Tell him, Larry. You're right, tell Larry. Him. He doesn't do that. Tell him, Larry. Tell him yeah. what to do, Larry. Right. Show well, him. You know what? He can't. You know, he, can't, he shouldn't be playing on the Golden State Warriors. If he wants to run a podcast, maybe he should go work for ESPN and mm-hmm. become a commentator. But well, he already works for TNT, actually. And help he your does team lose yeah. in the finals. Yeah. Larry, oh, you, you got to get to him, team is Larry. losing in the finals because he's playing poorly because he's older now. He's not the same player, and he's playing against a much better Let's team and a more athletic team. excuses for him. Go back. What do you mean re- excuses? Larry, let me ask you a question. Do you know how to watch basketball? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how to watch? No, no, no. Do you know you watch basketball? Can you yeah. honestly make the of assessment? I know what I'm that, watching. Okay, then, let, then let me ignorant. do this. That, hold okay. on. Then, then answer this question, Larry. When you're yeah. watching those two teams, which team looks younger, more spry, and more athletic? Boston. But that's not the point. The point Oh, that's is, not the point? You don't think that matters? No. Attitude. Don't okay. You're right. It's his world. attitude. It's not that they're just better. back to the hotel to do a podcast. You're right. You're Go right. watch some tape. Right, he doesn't do <laughs> that. Go watch some he tape. Doesn't, he doesn't Put right, watch tape. Put in the effort to help your team win. Yeah. Larry, he literally just told you in that sound we just played, and thank you for the call. Great call, Larry. No, stupid call. <laughs> Lair. Okay, Cap. <laughs> Lair. I mean, Lair. really? Lair. Why can't you you're do gonna, both? <laughs> you're, going, you're, you're going to tell... You're going to tell... I love the guy who... Call, I mean, this is all a show of... Uh, the guys calling into this show today are literally just a, a carbon copy of you. No, no. Haters. Let me tell you what the deal is. Let me tell you what the deal is. The guys calling in are the guys that Draymond was suggesting give him ideas as to what he should be doing. Now, I don't know how to get a hold of Draymond. Should we tweet him? Did he give a phone number? You can call me on my podcast. I don't know. I wasn't if, paying attention. But that if, he, if he did, if he actually was soliciting real ideas as to what he should be doing other than his podcast... Larry has an idea. Watch Utterly tape. ridiculous. You're going to sit here and tell me the guy doesn't watch film? Like, he's not watching film. Right. Like, oh, that's not happening. The no, other guy telling, telling, telling him, go shoot. Where? Right. In your hotel room? No, really? no. He, want, he wanted him to go he find a local gym. He wanted to leave gym. the hotel room and go to a gym. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go find a local gym. I'm going to yeah. call a janitor right. in a high school. Yeah, because that's going to work out really well in Boston. Because i yeah. got to find some place to work out a little bit. Yeah. These guys are coming up with brilliant ideas, in my opinion. Yeah, so brilliant. Sure. Yeah, really brilliant. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Jonathan Watson tweets us. Jonathan Watson is one of the great listeners to this radio station. Do you know this song? Umbrella, Ella, Ella, hey, 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 under my umbrella, Ella, 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 hey, 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 hey. What do you think? <laughs> Why do you add more haze than there? I just I added more haze, and I think I added one too many Ellas. Yes. Uh, do you know who sings this? Um. Come on, you sang it and don't know who sings it? Is it Renoso? Who? Yes, it's Reynoso. That's exactly who it is, Cap. Who's Reynoso? He's the guy that he, he guessed when we were doing Name That Tune, and he was like, oh, Reynoso? I don't I, know. I wasn't here I, that day. I, I couldn't get, like, Rihanna this. out of my mouth. Like, I couldn't. I just yeah. I came up with Reynoso. And then everybody told me Reynoso is, like, some great soccer player. He's some great fighter. <laughs> like, uh, there's, like a, there's, like, a million Reynosos, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of Reynosos, yeah. Emmanuel Reynoso is the soccer player. Um, yeah. I, there might be a Reynoso boxer, too, I'm sure, I'd, at least off the top of my head. I think Eddie. Are you thinking about Eddie Reynoso? Is yeah, I think somebody. Talking? Yeah, I think Eddie Reynoso, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he, I mean, is he a I, trainer, I, I, or what's his deal? Yeah. I. I uh, good Lord, man. <laughs> I couldn't get Rihanna. I was so close. Is that Rihanna? It was Rihanna, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Laura. Ay, Dios mio. Where were anyway, we? Jonathan Watson yeah. tweets us and says, All this Draymond Green talk reminds me when fans were mad at Shaq over his free throws and saying, Practice your free throws. Shaq, don't be making movies, commercials, and rap albums. <laughs> It's true. That's exactly what everyone wants to tell the professional athlete who has gotten there all their life on their hard work and their work regimen to all of a sudden they're going to tell them what to do. Right. Like, I always find that to be the dumbest part of sports radio. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I think it's great. Like, hey, Shaq, cut it out with the uh, with the rap song, Shaq. Get in the gym and let's work on those free throws. Right. Come on, Shaq. What are you doing, man? You, you know what, Scott? I'll make them when they count. Oh, my God. Was that your shack? No, it's not. It's actually the worst thing. I, I don't do a shack, but that's the best thing I can do right now. Yeah. It's definitely better than your. <laughs> oh, come on. It is no, better than come yours, on, Cap, dude. Sorry. Come on. My shack is like. Chuck. Hey, Chuck. I'm going to make them mm. free throws. I'm going to make them free throws. You ain't know nothing about no championship, Chuck. Come on. It's pretty good. No. no, it's not. Yeah, but come on. It's not. It's not. It's, de- it's definitely better than your shack. I'm making when they count. You guys both suck, actually. Okay, I'm not see, good at it, but see, I'm not okay, the one see, saying I'm good at. I can live with that. I can live with both sucking. No, I can live with both sucking. I can't okay. live with his is better than mine. Okay, you guys both suck. Okay, yeah. I, can I mean, mine that. is terrible, but yours is way worse. <laughs> no, mine's close. <laughs> you make Shaq sound like my like like Grandpa Shaq. What? It sounds this like is the, Grandpa Shaq. What? Si- the Simpsons Grandpa. Right. It is the Simpsons like. Grandpa. That's exactly what it is, Lindsay. Yes. I just don't know what the Simpsons Grandpa the, is. The one that you just trust did. Trust us when we tell you that's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. The one you just did sounded like a vampire grandpa. I don't know what you were doing with that. <laughs> yeah. Really. yeah. That's <laughs> gra- vampire Grandpa Shaq is what that is. Some weird that's, vampire-y that's accent to it. Like the count. <laughs> with you. 
kind of a <laughs> mental midget are you sometimes? <laughs> Jesus. It's not mental midgetry. It's it's just like it's like a lot of things happen in this particular brain at one time. Oh, yeah, like a, we know a that. A lot of cross-circuit yes. kind of stuff. By the way, real quick, um, yeah. congratulations to the Shelburne family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramona just had their uh, second uh, child, uh, Jacob. So congratulations to them, Momo and them. I texted with her earlier today. Everybody's mazel doing tov. good. So. Mazel tov to Ramona. Ra- mazel tov to Nevin. So mazel tov to the whole family. Now, we by call the way, Nev Dog around here. Oh, the Nev Dog. Yeah. Now, George, do you know yeah. who Ramona and Nevin's new baby, you say the, the baby's name, did you say Jacob? Jacob, I believe, yes. Do you know who the baby shares a birthday with? Very, uh, her mom. Very, whose mom? Ramona's mom. Ramona's mom. Oh, okay, great. Um, that's nice to know. That's not who <laughs> Yo, I was thinking. I, I yeah. thought that's what you were referring to. No. She mentioned that. <laughs> no, no, no. He's one of our colleagues oh. here at 710. Yeah. Today happens to be his birthday. Who's that? Well, the baby Let... was born yesterday. Yeah. Oh, then forget it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, whose birthday is today? Yeah, who's Shout birthday? out to my man, DeMarco Farr, oh, the well, Super oh. Bowl champ. Happy birthday, champ. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, DeMarco. I saw DeMarco at the grocery store last week, like I do all the time. You guys just run into each other, like at the deli or what? Um, Where were we? No, we were in the back kind of of the grocery store, like near the, the meats department, kind of, you know, where they have like the butcher, but then there's like the prepackaged meats, you know, like we, what met, are you getting we ran back into there? each other there. Yeah, but what are you getting at that back there? Um, what was I? I was I was cutting through part of the grocery store through that particular area because the bakery is also right by there, and I was getting my kids something, and then I was bouncing over. What was I getting? I don't know. I was getting something else for like something in the frozen food section, and I just happened to run. But I run into him all the time because we live in the same neighborhood. Got it. Well, happy birthday to Marco. What was he getting? Do you know? I don't know. He was there with his lovely uh, daughter, uh, his uh, his youngest, I believe, and uh, she was very, very, very nice. What a nice young lady. Well, that's very nice to hear, that she's a very nice young lady. I'm not surprised because he's also a very, like, you know, nice person, and he's also very, like, polite, and she was very polite. All you need to know about DeMarco Farr, if you just want to, if you're like, I don't really know the guy, tell me about him. I'll tell you two things. This guy was a winning football player at every level he played at, but he's like vice president of the Dungeons and Dragons club in his high school. Yeah, so th- I believe that. That gives you gives you an idea. Defensive lineman, vice president of the Dungeons and Dragons club, and he'll correct you if you say he was the president or the treasurer. He will correct you. He was the vice president of the Dungeons and Dragons club in high school. Chris Bosch, when I covered him, was always reading like coding books and stuff and Harry Potter, like, you know, like he'd read fantasy stuff and then he'd read like super techie, nerdy stuff. Um, there's just a lot of guys that are in sports that are really talented that are like that. Not everybody's just 100 percent into sports. Anybody um, here on the Dungeons and Dragons Club? Not no. me. Um, you know, it's funny. Initially, I did not want to watch Game of Thrones because I thought it was Dungeons and Dragons. And then I realized there's a lot of politics and sex and, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, ooh, okay, let's give that a shot. Yeah. And and then I caught up six seasons in. Like, I was like, <laughs> boom, two weeks. <laughs> I, I know how to yeah. play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't. You? Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to play. I, I mean, didn't know, know it was a game. It's cool. It's, it's yeah. just, you know, RPG, role-playing game. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Raul tweets us that Eddie Reynoso is Canelo's trainer. Cappy, how do you not know that? I see. I got Reynoso, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it's Canelo. It's your guy. I know. Well, I, I, Canelo is, but, but Reynoso is not. 
No, really? You're yeah. in his circle and you don't know Reynoso? No, I'm not really friends with Eddie. Eddie and I, mm. we kind of run with different crowds. You're so sus. I guess. <laughs> uh, don't jo- steal my word. Jonathan Watson Your tweets word. us again. I mean, Jonathan Watson's fired up about their show today. What's going on with him? He says, all these Laker fans rooting for Boston because they hate the Warriors aren't real Laker fans. And where did this Warriors hate for the team and fans come from with? Hashtag Lakers Nation. Uh, Laura, I saw you tweet something similar, actually. I know. I was going to say, Watson, that kind of sounds like my tweet, but it's okay. We can share it. Yeah, he said something along those. Like, look, I get it. I understand why people love Tatum so much because of the connection with Kobe. But as a Laker fan, like, you don't root for the Celtics. Like, you just don't. So I don't get it. So that's why I said bleep Boston. But you yeah. do to quote my the, to quote my guy Toby Hicks, foe. our friend and comedian uh, friend. Um, he said on Twitter a couple weeks ago, "I don't care if Jason Tatum was Kobe's nephew. I ain't rooting for the Celtics." Mm. I'm with Cap though on the uh, cross, you know, conference rival thing. Like I, I'm thinking, I don't want anybody from the Eastern Conference to win the finals because it's not my team, which plays in the Eastern Conference. So that's how I would look at it. But you know. This is me. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I, Laker fans are supposed to hate the Celtics, but they're supposed to root on the Warriors, who are in their division, in their conference. Well, they don't have to root. They don't have to root for them, though. I'm just yeah. saying. Like I, yesterday, I said, I don't understand the hate. That's different from needing to root. Yeah. From them. All right, hate. we got a full Celebrate. board of calls here that people want to chime in and all this Draymond stuff and the last couple callers. So just hang out. We're gonna break for two minutes. We do a quick what you need to know with Lauda. And we'll get right back into this next.